Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Hi, I'm Mark, and welcome back to Didn't See It Coming. Today, we're going to play a recent radio interview I did with Mark Brenny on Talk Radio about fake news, echo chambers, and the recent U.S. election. Enjoy. We saw it during the U.S. presidential election. In fact, we saw it in spades, reports on the Internet with such crazy headlines as Hillary Clinton suspected of killing more than 30 people or Pope endorses Donald Trump. Nonsense. Horse hockey. Crap. Never happened. A lot of fake news out there. And with uh, some 60% of Americans, 6 in 10, recently said that they get their news from social media platforms such as Facebook. So is it any wonder that the lines between what is true and real and what is false and fake have blurred? If you're on Facebook, once you click this bait, the algorithms set up to see more of these stories. So no wonder so many people believed everything they read. Well, they shouldn't have. Let's talk about this with our guest. He is Mark Stoiber, who is a brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, and the author of the book that's in my left hands. My, my left hand. I only have one of them. Both of them. Both, both my left hands. Didn't see it coming. Hello, Mark. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here. We'll give away, we'll come up with a question. We'll give away one of your books. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Your book is called didn't, didn't See It Coming. Didn't See It Coming. This election and the way everything went down with fake stories on the internet, etc. Did you see this coming? I I did not see it coming. I, I'm not Michael Moore. I did not see this yeah, election result happening. That's true. Yeah. But um, you know what it was? It was uh, it was a great example of of echo chambers. What we talk about mm-hmm. and an echo chamber for folks who don't know is when you surround yourself by people who have exactly the same opinion as you, and you reflect the same opinion back and forth, and somehow you convince yourself that the entire world is thinking what you think because you and your friends are. And it's especially insidious in places like social media, where, as you mentioned, uh, social media sites like Facebook have algorithms that can track what you watch and track what you read and feed you more of the same. So in other words, if you're reading stuff, uh, for example, let's say you are a Republican in the United States, or you're a fan of Donald Trump up here, Mm -hmm. and you want to read stuff about how Hillary Clinton is such a she's mm-hmm. a crooked Hillary. She should be in jail. If you start reading stories like that, they'll Facebook feed you more. Will send you more. Yeah. And so it, you you suddenly begin to believe that all the stories out there are, are that are that exactly. And you know it's really funny coming from somebody who works in brands and marketing and advertising because what we do is we always call it the truth well told. So you give you take a shiny little piece of news and you blow it up into something huge. But this is uh, quite something, and why I thought it was worth writing about in my book. Uh, I call it, there's a chapter on what I call cultural collision, because I do believe that fake news and echo chambers have a whole lot to do with the way the United States and other countries, for example, Europe, are going right now, as far as uh, their view of other cultures. And, uh, you know, just to dig into it for a little bit, uh, what we see 
is there is a, a, a sort of this propagation of news that reinforces negative biases of the others, and, and this is in place. If you looked at if you looked at election debates, say mm-hmm. you know twelve years ago, sixteen years ago, it was all about the issues, and this <laughs> was all. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What's an issue? I know. We have <laughs> a hard time spelling issue now. Yeah. But um, now what you're hearing is personal assaults and repeating lies louder and louder and louder. It goes back to the the, you the know, big lie. Yeah, exactly. You see, you have a big lie. You say it loud enough, long enough, and people will start to believe it. And um, and what what always comes with that? Usually, it's coming from a position of fear and insecurity. And what it is, I just want to have my point of view, homogeneous point of view. I do not want to consider the point of view of others around me. And I find this particularly dangerous. And you know, we're going to talk about this book, fourteen twenty one, terrific book. Uh, because what happens is if you block out outside sources, everybody who works in innovation or marketing knows this, your ideas dry up because you keep going back to the well right. and the well dries up. In order to come up with great new thinking, you need to throw new stuff together, unexpected stuff. And, uh, you know, you can see it, uh, you can see it in, in sort of the, the sort of the, uh, the, the marketing that's happening today. It's still, I mean, think, I think we're still in a very, very good place as far as marketing goes because I think companies are smart enough to know that there are no borders, right? And that business means that you have to welcome everyone, whether they're from China or whether they're from a Muslim country. You welcome them, you welcome their ideas, and you sell to them. And there's wonderful examples of companies doing this, but I do not like the way things are going in the mainstream media. And maybe that's where marketing is going to go. I don't know. I was going to ask you, this is terrible news for uh, media Mm -hmm. and for people who want to be uh, informed mm-hmm. and to be informed with the correct information, not BS. Uh, I'm wondering how does this uh, affect marketing? How because does it- this, to me, would be an opportunity. It is an opportunity. It's a great opportunity. And, you know, I'm going to go right back to Benetton. Benetton is... The if, United Colors. The United Colors of Benetton. And this came out at a time uh, when there, there were no gay rights. Uh, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure, things on, you know, like things like the abortion. There were other countries, the Israelis, the Palestinian thing was coming up then, black and white. Well, thank God we've, we've gotten rid we've of gotten all that. Past- we've gotten all past all <laughs> the black were the issue, you exactly. know, gay rights issue, I, abortion... Uh, Israel, Palestine. Thank goodness the U.S. has solved I can't all believe those I issues. Said that. You know what we need? We We've need a sweater. So we need a sweater. We need a Benetton sweater. We're back in 1972 but there was, as far as there I'm was concerned. There was wonderful ads that came out from Benetton that set the world on fire, yeah. and they became the news. I remember a few. There was a little black boy and a little white girl, toddlers, you know, two years old, hugging each other. The girl looked like a little angel, and the boy had a little afro, but they had put little horns into his afro, and they did this on purpose to inflame us and to challenge us. They had gay people kissing. They had a young man dressed up as a rabbi and a young man dressed up in like sheik's clothes, wearing Benetton clothes, hugging. and they were they were hugging each other. And awesome. it set the world on fire. And you know what? It worked for Benetton because I can't remember the clothes, but man, that brand worked. Yeah. You know, there was another great example. During the Vietnam War, the end of the Cold War, the end of the sort of Eisenhower era, things were really really terrible, Kent State, black people against white people, people getting shot, sound familiar? Yep. Um, 
And Coca-Cola came out with this commercial. I'd like to teach the world to sing. In perfect harmony. harmony. Still one of the top five commercials ever made in the world. Yep. And what it said was, we got to throw our arms around the world. Oh, and by the way, Coca-Cola endorses this. Huge commercial. So I believe that into this sort of arena of closed-mindedness and echo chambers and fake news saying, no, you're evil, no, you're evil. And uh, we need. I think, I think there's a wonderful opportunity for marketers to take exactly the opposite tack. And there's some great examples right now. Hold on to those examples. We've got to do some news. Okay. <laughs> you good? I'm good. I know you're... you're uh, I'm itching. I'm itching at the bit here. I know. No, chomping at the bit. Ch- you're champing, champing at I'm the bit. I'm champing. Not chomping. I'm not champing. sure what I'm itching. Look it up. I'm itching Mark something. Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, author of the book, In My Left Hand, Didn't See It Coming. We'll take a break. I see this coming. 345 News Time. Hi, it's Mark here. While we take a break from the radio show, I just wanted to mention a new product that I've created, BrandDIY.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-D-I-Y.com. The perfect tool for small business owners who need to build a powerful brand but can't afford a high-priced consultant or ad agency to do it. Check it out, BrandDIY.com, and let me know what you think. If you remember that song, then you probably went to high school at the same time I did. Thompson Twins with a song called Lies. You remember that song? Oh, I remember that lies, song. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get you. I bet you had hair like that guy. I did have hair like that guy. <laughs> it's a long time ago. But the lies are current. This is what we're seeing on the internet at an incredible pace these days. It's called the echo chamber. Uh, and it's getting to the point where there used to be fake news, The Onion, as an example. I knew that one. Weekly go, World News. Right. And you go, okay, we know that this is farcical. Uh-huh. Now there's stuff I look at and go, hmm, <laughs> yeah. is it real or not? And that's why I rely on normal news agencies. Normal's not the word uh-huh. I'm trying to get. but the, Mainstream. The, mainstream. You know, CBS, uh, NBC, uh, even CNN in the States. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Are they a little left-leaning? Perhaps a little bit. But at least you know that they actually do back up what they've got out there. Well, not, you look not Fox. The, no, no, but if you look at the left, they've, they CBC, have not, they have CTV, not caught up. They haven't caught CFAX. up as far as echo chamber goes. There's, uh, but CNN, I think you can see the left-wing echo chamber happening there as well. Yeah. There's one story yeah, there. CNN a little but bit. Uh, but not, yeah. nearly, not nearly what happened on the, on the right. So. No, no, not at all. And that's why, you know, like C- C- CTV, CBC, when I watch television, mm-hmm. uh, radio, you know, us, of course. Uh, yeah, Victoria C-Facts. Calling us. I always, always, that's all I listen yeah. to is C-Facts. Not that everything that comes on here is the greatest or the no, best my, or whatever. My, my, sh- Except your my, show's my awesome, thing is not very good. But no. it's just, we're not going to tell you lies knowingly. Yeah. Okay? We, yeah. Might mix, we might get things wrong once in a while. Yes. Of course we do. Uh, who doesn't? But we don't openly lie. No. But these things are open lies. Yes. And people believe them. And I think, I think what it is, it's a reflection of fear. Yeah. It's a total reflection of fear and people, uh, you know, once you lead folks down this, and you know what they talked about is um, um, uh, news feeds like BuzzFeed, for right. example. What they found, you know, I, I believe that Breitbart, yes, I believe Breitbart is a right-wing uh, news site, but I don't think it's nearly as much driven by the right-wing as it is by advertisers. And what they know is that when you say something outrageous, people click on it. BuzzFeed, if you say something outrageous, they'll click on it. You know, you won't believe what what this actress looks like today. Click, click, click. Yeah. And you just tell 
Oh my goodness, she aged. Yeah. What could have happened in yeah. 30 years? Exactly. Look at that. Yeah. Well, but the, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot more clicky than uh, than here's the issues. Nobody's going to click on that. Right. So you know, is it because we live in a Twitter age? Yeah. You know, where we have 140 character attention span. And we don't have the time to get into the Breitbart no. thing, but we know what happened with Breitbart. We know what happened. And we know where the guy is now. He's yes. in the White House. He's, he's going to be yes. in the White House. Yes. He's he's a star. The guy that ran Breitbart is Donald Trump's uh, right hand man, right-hand Steve Bannon. Man. That's yes. right. So I want to I want to take Oof. us back. I want to I want to uh, give take folks on a blast to the past. Okay. So I, I want to recommend this book because what it does it previsions what could happen here. 1421 by Gavin Menzies, a retired uh, Navy admiral. He wrote this book that essentially said before Christopher Columbus, before Magellan, before the Europeans discovered things like longitude. The Chinese set out with a thing called the Starfleet, which sounds pretty cool in and of itself. (laughs) And their mission was to go and gather tribute from the barbarians beyond the sea. And what they did, these massive ships, they were big enough that you could have fit the the Santa Maria, the one that Christopher Columbus went on. The Nina and the Pinta. The Nina and the Pinta. You could have fit them crosswise in one of these boats. I mean... Imagine how long they were. So they went out and they collected giraffes and coconuts and you name it. And what they did, they were Confucian. So they were very chill. They weren't like the conquistadors who went and settled South America, who just beat everybody up. They went and they dropped sailors everywhere. And these sailors started to interbreed. So, for example, you can find DNA, Chinese DNA in Sweden that goes right back to 1421. Wonderful, chilled out type of colonization, wonderful for the culture. They got all these ideas, huge innovation time, and then China shut the borders. And not only that, but they burned all the records of this ever happening. And what happened to China? China folded in on itself. It became a dark, a black hole. And it took hundreds of years for China to come out and say, hey, we want to be back in the world again. Now, the reason I mentioned that, great book, great read, but I see this previsioning what might happen in the United States. If they shut down upon themselves and just start to drink their own bathwater en masse, right. I see industry suffering, I see the culture suffering, I see the whole Hollywood world of, of, of what the future is and what the ideal is. I see that suffering. The world's not going to stop. Can that happen in this day and age I with, think with, it can with the, in, the internet and yes. communications globally? Yes, I definitely. It is happening. We're looking at the echo chamber. It's accelerated. Yeah. We're by, We're drinking our I own bathwater. I think it's mostly stupid people. I think I think you'd be surprised. I think it's half the United States. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue. You're going to bite your tongue. Now, I, I, I know we don't have a ton of time, yeah. but I, I wanted to talk about a couple of things, what happens when you get it right. Uh, Airbnb, I think, has got it right. They have a campaign called Hashtag One Less Stranger. It's a global social experiment where Airbnb asks you to take a picture with you where you're helping somebody, a complete stranger, interacting with them, getting to know them. I mean, it works wonderful for Airbnb's brand because they're all around experience the world on a local level. You look at Dunkin' Donuts, June 3rd, if anybody didn't know, National Donut Day, and Dunkin' Donuts China introduced a dried pork and seaweed <laughs> donut. Now, you might not Yum. like that, but what I love about it is that they say, we're going to try something new and different with donuts, and who knows? Magic, uh, Magic Eraser, product that I launched with Mr. Clean. Everybody knows, you, you rub it, it'll clean everything off everything. That was originally packing foam that they discovered in a little store in Japan. Is that right? Now imagine. They stumbled upon that. They stumbled upon it. And finally, I want to talk about uh, the perfect metaphor f- for how things could go wrong 
Apple 1984. Yeah, you remember the, that the commercial? big ad during the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, uh, it's it's 1984. That 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 book by George Orwell. Where everybody practices truth think and same think. Echo chamber, fake news. Country's always at war. Everything is gray and run down. That's what we're moving towards. And what happens? The girl comes in, throws her hammer at the screen. At the end of the commercial, it says, "If uh, with the Apple Macintosh, you'll see why 1984 isn't going to be like the book 1984. That is the hope that I have for marketing, that we can somehow pull together and go, you know what? we got to throw our arms around the world. Gotcha. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you want to get a hold of me, drop me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at markstoiber.com, M-A-R-C, 